House party, not a house party, it's a room party. You're listening to the Nomad Peeps podcast. What's up, everybody? It's another week. This is a fun episode. Y'all know it's the podcast for born wanderers and rule breakers. Let's go. That was K Trinata featuring Kali Uchis, 10%. So let me stop playing. I don't even know if I'm allowed to do that because they might be trying to like, you know, penalize me. Ooh. All right. I'm here in my apartment, chilling, relaxing with a cup of mold. Uh, what is this? This is like this fake ass like hot wine like mold wine, but you know, a sis had to add uh, some whiskey to this because uh, I don't know what they're doing over here in Starbucks. This is their holiday drink, but they said Von Shaw. And I'm like, where's the Von? Where is the Von? Anyway, um, this week's episode, we are talking about how to be a great house guest. And when I say house guest, that means how to be a good uh, guest. Uh, when people got you coming over. And this isn't even just about house, but how to be a great guest if you're staying in a hostel, you're staying with family, or you're staying with friends. And I thought that this episode is perfectly timed with us being in um, pretty much, we're almost, we're in, well, this is peak holiday season. Christmas is in like, what, two weeks or whatever. So, um, Yeah, we're going to be getting into some details as well as I'm going to be introducing a new segment, something that I'm going to be adding to um, all of future shows, which is Ask Peachy. I'm taking listener letters. All right, y'all hear that? I'm taking listener letters. Um, So yeah, let's get into this. Um, I was inspired to do this episode or this topic um, from a personal experience that happened to me recently. And I just thought about how, you know, during the holiday times, people are traveling, people are going to be, you know, staying with family, staying with friends, visiting people, not even staying the night, but just kind of visiting. There's a lot of holiday parties going on. Um, A lot of people are traveling and going to be traveling and staying in hostels. This is for my peeps living at home, wherever your home country is, as well as for people who are uh, traveling abroad right now during this holiday season, the holiday season, holiday season. Um, And this is for all of y'all. So I'm helping some people out because I want your couch surfing profile to be popping. I want your Airbnb profile, your Airbnb reviews to be like perfect. Okay. That's what this is for. If you're listening to this and you know, you were brought up with home training. Uh, let me not, don't want to, well, there's a lot of people out here that don't have home training. But as my grandmother says, if you were brought up with home training, maybe you're thinking, but Lisa, 
I am a great guest when I stay over at people's house. This episode isn't for me. That's okay because I'm also going to be getting into like how to be a great host. But primarily we're focusing on how to be a great guest. So if you know somebody that is what I like to call a trife boy or trife girl, they are living this lifestyle. What is a trife boy and what is a trife girl? These are people who they just kind of out here. They're out here, out here in these streets living wrong. You know what I mean? They're trifling. And for my people that aren't familiar with this word trifling, um, this is a per- well, trifling can mean many things, but primarily speaking, this is somebody that kind of, uh, how do I define this? I don't even know if this is like in the dictionary. But as far as the way I know it, somebody who's trifling, they could be lazy, they could be dirty, they cannot be cleaning up after themselves, they might not have any self-respect, they might not be considerate of others around them, Um, they might, you know, and there's varying levels of trifling, but we're not really going to get into that today. But all I'm trying to say is if you know somebody who falls under the spectrum or falls under the description that I just gave, Maybe you should direct them to this episode and tell them to have a listen, tell them it's coming from a place of love and that this episode is for them so they can get their lives together. All right. All right. So um, let's get into this. Let's talk about being a host, first of all. When you're a host, you're the one who's opening your home up to people, okay? Um, maybe you're having a holiday party. Okay. You're ha- trying to have some fun. Got the people coming over, going to have, you know, the Mariah Carey playing, you know, the, the queen of Christmas having that blaring, um, and having the snacks, having the drinks. And your goal is you want people to have a good time, right? This is you as a host. When you're hosting, you want people to feel comfortable, You want people to be having a good time. You're mingling around, checking on your guests. At least with me, if I've been a host in the past, this is my main concern. And I have been, I have hosted a Christmas party. I want to say the first summer. Wait, was it the first summer? Well, yeah, it was the first summer um, in Australia, which Christmas time in Australia is also summertime. And we, me and a friend. This is a girl that I had met when I first started traveling. When I first got to Australia, we worked together at a place called Daydream Island. It was not a daydream. In fact, it was the opposite. So much so that we left after a month and took a road trip down the East Coast uh, from Queensland all the way into Victoria, ended in Melbourne with four crazy ass Irish boys. And anyway, I'm digressing. But We ended up getting pretty sweet jobs and we were house sitting for a co-worker's friend. And along the way, you know, working in various different places, we made friends and we, um, you know, ended up inviting people over um, to our apartment that we were staying in. A nice little apartment, cute, in St. Kilda, maybe like 10 minutes away from the beach, um, really cool, like little area. And it was a blast. We had so many drinks. We had 
so much food. I had bought oysters that nobody ended up eating. Like we were like, we went out, we balled out. I think we might've spent $400 on this, uh, just the, the two of us alone with our money. And then everyone else kind of like, you know, it was like a potluck, people brought stuff, but it was such a good time. Now, I will say that um, my friend, my roommate at the time, there was a bit of an age gap between us. Um, hold on, let me take a sip. Got some ASMR in there for you. So we had people coming over and my friend, she was younger than me at the time. I want to say there was like a three or four year age gap between us three or four years. And our dynamic, at least to me with the relationship that we had, uh, I definitely felt like the older sister. And so when it came to all the little like bits and bobs of having people over, you know, cleaning, people asking where things are, where is the paper towels? Do you have this? Do you have salt? Do you have, um, where's the bathroom? Oh, do you have any more toilet paper in the bathroom? I think we ran out. All those little details, that was pretty much what I was the one handling it, which I didn't mind it. Maddie was more of like the life of the party. I didn't want to say her name. I just said her name, but I don't know if she's listening to this. If you are, happen to listen to this, Maddie, what's up, girl? It's been a minute. But anyway, I don't think so. Um, and so, yeah, she was like kind of like, you know, the one who, and I guess there's always that dynamic with a couple because I almost felt like we were like a little married couple for a little while. <laughs> and um, so her thing was, you know, kind of milling about, having a good time you know, managing the music, managing the people, talking, chatting, bouncing around, you know, and I was happy to do that because I was, I felt like I was the responsible one. She was responsible too, but in the case of this party, I really was the one handling it because at one point I was feeling like a little bit stressed. Um, and I think at one point everyone left the party to go to the beach and I did not want to go. I need, I had to sit down. I had, I remember I had a slight headache that day, but I'm saying all this to say, this is what happens when you're a host. These are all the things you got to consider. You're really thinking about everyone's needs and, you know, you're the one with the answers. People are coming to you asking for stuff. If shit goes wrong, you got to be the one to clean it up if something spills. And in fact, that night, that same Christmas day, we had a coworker who ended up coming to the party and really got like, as the Australians say, fucking blind, mate. And <laughs> he was like kind of starting to be, get rowdy and causing issues and dancing and like, you know, almost stumbling into people and kind of upsetting the vibe of the party. And this is when, you know, as a host, this is some other shit you got to deal with. There's a lot, there's a lot going on. And in fact, uh, he was still trying to like hang on after everyone was left and it was just a, a friend of ours crashing with us. And he, I pretty much had to get with him because he started turning very aggressive when we were saying like, you got to go, you can't spend the night. <sighs> Sorry, taking another sip. And basically I had to get with his ass and um, had to like kind of throw him out. Luckily he left, cause, but I was getting ready to like, you know, you know, had to take it to the next level, which wasn't pleasant, but finally he ended up leaving. He apologized later, but we wasn't fucking with him, <laughs> needless to say. So, um, yeah, so this is what happens when you're a host, okay? Now, I'm setting this up 
to show you or explain to you what happens or what's kind of expected or etiquette, I should say. Okay. When you're a host, your job is you're making sure that everyone is comfortable having a good time. That's clear. We've established that. Now, let's get into what it is to be a good guest. Okay. So I'm not just talking about, again, I'm not just talking about someone's house. I'm talking about hostels and everything in between. So let's take a quick break and we're going to get into it. Okay, so if you're someone who has traveled before and you stayed in a hostel, I'm pretty sure you've had the experience of uh, being in a hostel, staying in a dorm, and there's like that one person that makes your experience either hell or annoying. This ranges from anyone to someone who is not conscious of your personal space. This can be someone who is having sex in the bunk next to you or above you. This could be someone if, you know, they obviously aren't catching the hints that maybe you're in a place where you're not really trying to talk. Maybe something happened. Maybe, uh, you know, you've had a bad day and you come back to the hostel and you just want to like be in your bunk and they're like, you know, knocking on your, well, you can't knock on the curtains, but you know, they're like, Hey, what's going on? What's your life? Where are you from? And you're not in the mood. Like people that can't pick up on that. There's like so many things, right? It could be someone who's like messy. I've been, I know I've definitely been in plenty of hostels in the dorm, especially the girls dorm. And it's like, backpacks are open and it's like a fucking explosion. Like it's just like an explosion of clothes and makeup and just, just shit all over the place, just all over the place. I feel like everybody has experienced that. Like, so, you know, you just have different levels of that. And I realize that, uh, when people are traveling abroad and uh, for a lot of people, especially in dorms and hostels, the age range, can vary, but I feel like a lot of the time, especially with young people, and I'm saying young, I mean, I'm young, but I feel like there's just, uh, how should I say? There's a group of people that they come and stay in hostels and maybe a lot of them come from, I don't know, households where they didn't have to clean or their parents did everything for them or they just don't have the tools to um or the training let's just be real the training to know how to act um in spaces like this and there and so I have to start off by saying that I do acknowledge that you have some people who they weren't taught these things. Maybe they weren't taught to pick up after themselves because their mom was doing everything. I remember when I went to um, school, when I went to university for the first, like, you know, well, for the first time, the first time was the first time, but um, being in my dorm and I remember I was like coming to do laundry and there was this guy 
uh, he was like, oh, how, how does this work? Like I had to show him, I had to show him how to work the laundry machine because it was his first time doing laundry at the age of 18. You know, I've been doing laundry since I was nine years old. Cause I was taught and shown how to do that. And the mom was like, I ain't cleaning for you no more. You're old enough and smart enough to understand how to do this. So you can do this, you know, like, you know, you know what I mean? So I feel like there's all these things to consider. All right, we've considered it. Let's move on. Motherfuckers got to teach themselves. Okay, it's not an excuse for bad behavior for um, not knowing how to act. Okay, so I'm going to say that first and foremost when it comes to like hostile spaces because I hate that. That it just it makes the experience unpleasant. Or people who are like loud. You know, you come into a hostel and it's like people they've been at party and they come busting through the door because there's some people they got to get up early in the morning for this early ass tour. And the girls that have been out partying in Itaewon and Hongdae, I'm speaking, I'm, you know, Korean party spots, areas, neighborhoods. They've been out partying in Hongdae and like getting lit and they finally coming through the door at like, you know, 4.30 or 5. Well, 4.30s, that's if you can get a damn taxi, but I digress. But you see what I'm saying? Like, this is just how it is. And it's like, they're waking people up and it's like, it's not pleasant. Nobody wants to be dealing with that shit. And the thing is, you don't want to be that person that everybody else thinks is obnoxious in the dorm. Now, there are also some people that they don't give a damn. They really don't give a damn. They don't care how they come across. Um, but we will get into that a little bit later. So now let's get into the do's and don'ts of being a guest whether this is in a hostel or you're staying in someone's home. So from a hostel perspective, well, we're talking, I feel like all of this can carry on. It doesn't matter, carry over to like hostel. All these rules, all these things I'm going to talk about. And this is just, a lot of this is just, I think, common sense etiquette. I know common sense isn't common these days, as my grandmother says, but to me, that's what this is. So the what I'm going to talk about, I'm going to break this out down into four parts. And this also is like, you know, can be applied to whether you're staying in a hostel or whether you're staying in someone's home, someone has invited you. Okay. So first let's talk about space. Personal space is very important and not only personal space, but uh, a person's home. When when I'm talking about space in a hostel, we're talking about personal space because you're in, y'all are all in a hostel. None of y'all own the shit. Okay. So you're just staying with other strangers. Okay. So I think that personal space is important. You know, if you're unsure, ask, okay. Whether that's like someone's bed. Like, I think that, I think the first rule is, uh, you're paying for it. You're essentially paying for a bed. So I feel like when it comes to personal space in a hostel, unless you got like a private room, your bed is your space, is your zone. So you really don't have any, any business being on anybody's bed, sitting on anybody's bed. And of course, I'm not talking about friends. Okay. I'm not talking about if it's someone who is your friend. This is like, like the person across from me, I might be friendly with her, but I'm not going to go and sit on her bed. Cause that's again, encroaching personal space. Now, when you're being invited to someone's home, I feel like the home is someone's temple. At the end of the day, when you're working, 
home is home. Home is the place where you can go and relax. You can decompress. This is where you can kind of like, you know, get away, escape from all of the, you know, issues you may deal with at work and having, uh, you know, uh, a safe space. So you need to be respectful of that space. Even if someone invites you um, to their home, you can't, it's not, it's not your home. You need to always keep that in the back of your, your mind. This is not your space. Even if as a host, they want you to feel comfortable, don't get comfortable. Don't get comfortable. And just so I can make sure my words are being like understood in my, my true meaning. When I say don't get comfortable, like don't get comfortable in the way you would in your own home is what I mean by that. Because you how what's comfortable to you might not be comfortable to the person that you're staying with. Maybe my comfortable is I walk around butt naked all the time. Soon as I walk through the soon as I walk through the door, bra off, titties out. I'm not gonna go and do that in somebody else's space, in somebody else's home, because it's not my home. That's what I mean by don't get comfortable. So let me just put that out there. I'm not saying you should be like, you know, uh, uncomfortable, but you shouldn't feel so comfortable that, you know, you're kind of like doing that type of stuff. Okay. Um, so yeah, that, that's what, that's what I mean about space. Um, just be aware be aware of them and that you have been invited into somebody's temple. Think about it like that. That's what I would like. That's, that's what I'll say. Think about it as in, as in you're being invited to someone's temple and you need to be respectful. Okay. Um, now hygiene, hygiene is very important. Okay. This is very important. All right. Um, when it comes to the hostels, this is, um, I feel like hygiene is a very, very big one for many different reasons, because you have people kind of coming and going, um, especially if you're staying in a dorm. So you're constantly, there's a constant influx of people. And this one I feel like is actually harder to maintain because, um, and this is why I don't be staying in hostels like that. I prefer guest houses. I prefer if I stay in a place where there's a dorm, um, I prefer guest houses with dorms rather than I do hostels. I know you could save money. And at the end of the day, like if you really on that budget, uh, you know, that budget travel lifestyle, then you got to do what you got to do. There's nothing wrong with staying hostels. And, and I'm sure there, there's so many lovely hostels. For me, it's got to be a guest house. Or if it is a hostel, it's a place that I know that's rated like extremely high because I'm not about that bed bug life. I remember when the when me and uh, referring back to uh, Maddie, when we first got to Melbourne, we had to stay at a place called the Barclay Hotel. Okay. Barclay Hotel in St. Kilda. It's very, very infamous. It's an extremely infamous uh, hostel. Uh, a lot of Irish go there. <laughs> uh, just in general, it's like one of the cheapest. Well, I don't know what it is now, but it's like one of the cheapest accommodations in St. Kilda. And we had to stay there for three weeks because we were broke as hell. We were so broke when we got to um, rolled up into Melbourne and 
And I hated it. I, we had to do it. I remember staying. I remember we spent Thanksgiving in that bitch. And like we had, I remember eating boiled sweet potatoes for Thanksgiving and feeling like depressed. <laughs> um, so we had to stay there. And I remember like right as we were leaving or no, what, were we? There? I heard that like one of the rooms, someone had bought bed bugs with them from somewhere they were traveling in Southeast Asia. And like bed bugs are very, it's easy to, you know, if you got them in your shit, if you stay at a place that's infested and you have them in your clothes or like in your suitcase, you go and stay at another hostel. This is usually how bed bugs get, um, uh, how they can spread. And I remember hearing that and I felt so paranoid. Like I just did not have any after that, like the last couple of days we were there, I just felt like itchy all the damn time. And so like, for me, that's why I, for I personally, for me, hostels ain't for me. And, you know, as this is about to be 32 next year, we trying to move on up. We trying to have our glow up. So for me, kind of trying to move away from a hostel life, you know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just didn't, I, that put me off. And so like when it comes to hostels, it's very cleanliness is kind of, it can be hit or miss. Um, but I'm not even just talking about the cleanliness itself. It's about the, the occupants. Okay. So you don't know what people got going on, but when I feel like, uh, the bathrooms, you know, that's cleaning is kind of, I guess, the job of the staff. And so you really don't have any control um, when you're staying. If you're someone staying in a hostel and uh, you got other people, you don't have any control of the cleanliness and hygiene of the people around you. But if you are staying in a hostel, you there is a thing of being, you know, there is a way to be clean, you know. For my long-haired, straight-haired sisses, uh, you know, cleaning up the hair in the fucking showers when you get out of the shower. Flushing the toilet. Make sure you flush the toilet. It's crazy I got to say that, but you got to say that. Ladies, uh, when it comes to our, you know, time of the month, being cleanly when it comes to that. It's crazy that I have to say that, but it has to be said for some people. Um, unfortunately, you heathens. Um, <laughs> Uh, things such as that, I feel like are just, you know, like not having your stuff again, hygiene, like not having your stuff flung about, um, even makeup, cleaning the sinks without like, if you're doing your makeup in a public bathroom and you spill like some highlighter, clean that shit up. Don't nobody want to come in after you. And it's like freaking mascara and smears on the sink. Clean that shit. Okay. This is what I'm talking about now. Staying at a house, staying at somebody's house. A lot of the shit I just said can really be applied to if you're staying with someone. Um, my biggest, 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 biggest pet peeve is people not flushing the toilet. Like, it's almost kind of like, what's that scene in Kill Bill where it's like the... And they're like, she's seeing red or she's having like a flashback, Uma Thurman's character. Like for me, that's kind of how it is. If I see, walk into a, to a bathroom, open the toilet and there's like wads of fucking toilet paper and like shit and stuff like that. Somebody didn't flush the toilet. Like that's, that's the type of shit that'll make me want to go crazy. Cause it's like, don't do that. Don't do that. Where were you at? Where were you like raised in the backyard? And I get it. Some people, maybe they forget 
I don't know how that happens. I don't know how you forget to flush the toilet. I know it happens. I don't know how it happens. Like, anyway, how do you like forget to like, you stand up, you wipe your ass, you stand up and you just walk away. You don't flush the toilet. Even if you're getting ready to brush your teeth. Anyway, I digress. Flush the toilet basically is what I'm saying. Okay. Um, you need to be cleaner than you would for yourself. Maybe you're a trife boy or trife girl. That's fine. What you do in your own house and your own space is fine. But I kind of feel like when you're staying with other another person, you need to be conscious of that because again, it's not your home. That's why you need to like focus on that. Cleanliness is of the utmost important importance when someone's opening their home up to you. All right. Now that leads me to talking about time. Okay. This is so, so important. Uh, when you're in a hostel, you're paying for your time. So it really doesn't matter. This doesn't really apply to that. You, you paid for your time, whatever time you paid for, that's what you got. This is more so for my people who are staying with folks or you're staying or you're, you know, yeah, you're staying with someone. Um, give people a time upfront of how long you are going to be staying. This is so, so, so important. Um, because this is a, it's just gonna, I feel like it just doesn't cause any problems. Everybody is on the same page where everything is clear and everything's understood. I know you are going to be here for such and such date. Okay. If you are someone who's hosting, you need to get that time up front. That's, you need to ask for that. If they're not telling you, you need to ask. I made, I made this mistake of, uh, you know, even, and this is for friends. This is for family too. I love my brother to death, but uh, he ain't coming to stay with me if I don't know how long, I, if he don't have a plan. Like my brother cannot come. He he knows this. He knows this. I love him to death, but he knows that he cannot come stay with me and just like completely like lay up. Like we need to know how long are you going to be here? What are you going to be doing if you're staying with me? If you tell me, oh, I'm going to be coming and staying for like a month or six weeks and I'm leaving on this exact date, we're cool. We're cool. If I feel like allowing you to stay that long, we're, we're cool. Gucci, no problem. But if you're just coming up, yeah, we're very vague. Like, yeah, just come on. And I made them, I've done this before. I've made the mistake of being like, oh yeah, just pull up. <laughs> I didn't say pull up, but you know what I mean? Like, oh, come on over. Oh yeah, come on. It's, it's like the door is open. And uh, you got to be careful because you'll get into situations where you open the door, you didn't confirm a time, and next thing you know, uh, you got a new roommate. <laughs> Taking a sip, guys. One moment. So time is very important. You got to come in with a time letting people know how long you're staying. That needs to be done in the beginning. Okay. And you need to kind of like stick to it and communication needs to be clear. Even for example, if things change, there's a situation where maybe you need a little bit longer time or, you know, well, I don't know, something happens that needs to be communicated at that moment 
when your plans have changed, when you, when the thought comes into your head, you need to tell your host, the person you're staying with, Hey, listen, such and such happened. I'm in this situation. Is it possible that blah, 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 blah. I can like leave this week. Da, 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 da. Okay. Um, because you don't want to put people into a awkward position. I don't think that's cool to do that because it's just not pleasant for everybody involved, you know, especially if it's like, damn, I think I might have to kick this person out. Nobody wants to, I, I don't like that shit. I don't want to be in that situation. I don't want to have to like, you know, tell someone, Hey, like actually you got to go, you know, it should, I, I feel like it should never have to get to that point, but you know, it doesn't always happen that way. Okay. And finally, that leads me to consideration, consideration, the magic word. Okay. Um, being considerate of others around you and their home. Consideration looks like different things to different people. I'm also aware of that. Um, for me, and I, I keep alluding back, this is low, I love that this is like the thread throughout this episode, but to go back to me and Maddie in St. Kilda that summer, when we left, so we, this is after we ended up staying there for six weeks, pretty much through the holidays, through the new year. And um, the, 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 the two girls, they were sisters that we were house sitting for. They ended up coming back. So we, we had already made some arrangements, but the whole time we were there, we pray, we paid the rent, but they pretty much took care of the utilities. So that's really all we had to worry about. But we had such a good time and it was such a nice spot and such a nice apartment. So when we left, of course, you know, made sure everything was nice and clean. The girls had been away for like six weeks. So me and Maddie, we went halvesy. I think we bought them like a nice bottle of wine. We bought like this like big ass thing of like Toblerone, left a nice little handwritten note saying thanks. And we also left them some flowers. Now I know that sounds extra, and it probably was extra, but to me, I didn't mind it because I was super appreciative. And you know, because we, we're just classy, we're just classy bitches like that. <laughs> okay, class all the way. Uh, but that's what we left for them. And so, you know, like on the table to say thanks, to express our appreciation for allowing them because they, they, we never met them. They never met us. Only my coworker that was their friend vouched for us. That could have, that could have went any kind of way because they essentially had two strangers staying up in their house while they were, while they were away. Um, so that was, that's a form of being considerate. I think, you know, it's, it's also doing something nice, but expressing your gratitude is a form of consideration. But when I say consideration also, you know, everybody, you don't always have to do that. I mean, I don't know. Again, it depends on how you were raised. Like I, I was taught if I'm invited to a party, I'm definitely not coming empty handed, but that's some old school shit. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know what the kids are being taught these days, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's like, I guess maybe that's more of etiquette, but consideration also looks like, you know, you're staying with someone, um, crashing with them. Let me take the trash out for them. Let me do some dishes for them. Uh, let me ask them if they need help with something. I'm going out to the store. You need anything? Oh, I'm going to go here. How, do you need any toilet paper? Is there anything for the house you need? 
And this is this goes even more if someone has if you're crashing with somebody and you ain't paying them shit. Now, of course, if they invited you to come crash, it's obviously a given that you wouldn't be paying any money. But depending on how long your stay is, I think it's even more, especially if it's a long-term stay, it's even more imperative to kind of be considerate. And this is how I was taught. I know everybody is wasn't taught this and maybe they don't feel this way, but like, you know, this is a form of consideration, just thinking of the other person and what they need. It's a way of expressing uh, gratitude as well as like consideration of, for example, not only that, their space. Maybe you know they're coming home and maybe you want to go out somewhere, going out to a cafe or not being in their space when they come back home to give them some time to like breathe, you know? Now this, I'm saying this, a lot of the stuff I'm saying, this is from my most recent experience. That's where a lot of this is coming from. So I, I live in a one very, very small, but comfortable one room studio apartment here in Korea. Maybe you're saying as somebody, they got multiple floors and they got multiple bedrooms or they got a bedroom or you have living room. So this might not apply to y'all because if you have a bigger space and they're there, they have the ability to give you your own room. You really ain't got to worry about this. You know what I mean? But like, I'm just saying, this is Again, the it still stands whether it's a one room studio or even if it's someone's house. Even for example, if you're staying with someone who has kids, uh, a friend of mine today was telling me about like you know her family member um, that has kids in the house. She wouldn't want to impose, you know, even if it this is a family member, but still they have kids and you know staying with that that even in itself. That requires some consideration, things to consider when you're staying with someone, even if they're letting you, you know, maybe they need help dropping such and such off to the school or, you know what I mean? This, these are just, this is what I mean. Just consideration, thinking, being thoughtful is what I'm trying to say. Being thoughtful of the other person who is allowing you into their home. Okay. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take a break and we're going to get into these listener letters because I actually got two to read. All right. We'll be right back. Okay. So this is a new segment. I'm so excited for this because two people, it was only two, but hey, two people came through with some uh, emails they sent me some emails. So let's get into this. This is Ask Peachy. And this segment is, uh, I, I just want to, I feel like I'm in a position where I say I, I give some decent advice. I mean, speaking as a person, I'm going to flex that has been to all the continents on planet Earth, including Antarctica. Yes, butch, I said it. Um, I feel like when it comes to like travel and things of giving advice and having experience, a, a, a variety of experience, I feel like I'm in a good position to be able to, you know, help some peeps out. At the end of the day, the decision's yours. And uh, I guess I need to put a disclaimer in there. But at the same time, I'm like, I feel like I know I got common. My mama gave me common sense. Um, so if you are a listener, 
you're someone who watches Nomad Peeps TV, this is something that I want to make regular. Um, and you want to send some questions in in regards to whether it's, you know, like today's topic, dirty roommates, trifling roommates, trifling hostel mates, um, how to deal with it how to deal with a travel partner. Maybe you've, uh, you know, found a boo on the road. You want some advice about that. Um, whatever it is, you can hit me up at askpeachypod at gmail.com. That's askpeachypod at gmail.com. And I will pick a letter or two, maybe three, depending on how the episode's going. I mean, the time, how we're going for time. Not that there's ever a time limit, but I do try to keep this under a certain amount of time. I digress. But yeah, I'll read it and I'll answer it here on the podcast or possibly on, I don't know, IGTV or over on Nomad Peeps TV. We'll see where it goes. If I start to get a lot of letters, this might become like, you know, also, sorry, I'm so stuffy. This might also become like, I don't know, YouTube episode. Anyway, let's get into these questions. And by the way, these will all be read anonymously. So um, all you got to do is in the byline or the subject, put where you're located would be great, where you are in the world. And you can use your real, your real name. I'll give you a fake name almost like the read. If anybody listens to the read, they kind of do the same thing or, uh, just sign your name with whatever you want to sign. Okay. So the first letter says, I'm planning to start teaching in Korea the next, excuse me, in the next couple of months. I know there are tons of videos talking about what to expect when coming to Korea, but what are some things you personally think I should be aware of or that no one told you? Thanks. I'm loving the podcast. J-Hope's Boo. All right. I'm going to try not to be judgmental, J-Hope's Boo, because your name. Obviously, we know who you stand. Um, Ooh, this is true. There are a lot of videos on YouTube that you could watch. They pretty much all say the same shit as far as like the what to expect when coming to Korea. Okay, I'll give you my my the ones that I've come to find. Um, be prepared for spitting. People spit all over the places. I feel I realize it's the main reason why mofos take their shoes off. I like the idea of taking your shoes off anyway because I feel like when I go back home, it's so strange for me now walking into a house with shoes on, especially think about like all the shit that goes on outside, but even more so here because of the spit. Uh, if you're in a habit of looking down, maybe not look up, but personally I continue to look down because you just see globs of spit everywhere. And I personally don't even stepping in it. I know there's probably dried spit on the ground, but I just absolutely, it just, it grosses me out. It really grosses me out. So be prepared for it and also be prepared to hear it. (sighs) Be prepared to hear that all the time. Um, what else? People don't hold the doors and people walk willy nilly without looking at you. Um, the arrows, that you'll see at crosswalks, that's just there for decoration. It means nothing. Um, yeah, be prepared for that. Uh, if you are like me and you hold the door open, 
Say you're coming, you're coming out, someone's coming in, you hold the door open for them. Be prepared for motherfuckers to keep walking through. Unless you push your way through, they'll literally just stand there while you hold the door open. It's just not a thing here. So just watch out for that. Don't take it personally. People jostle you or bump into you. I thought that when I first got here that people were doing the shit on purpose or like being like, it was like a rude thing bumping into me. Uh, it's just how it is here. And I, I learned that when I was in Seoul and I remember getting off the train one day and there was like this old woman. Uh, I don't even want to say Ajima, like, like kind of like curved back and this woman damn near got trampled just because of people. She was like in the middle of like people coming off of the train and people getting on. So it's just a thing here. What else? Um, your diet's definitely going to change if you're someone, I don't know how you eat, but, um, fresh fruit and vegetables on the regular incorporated, incorporated at different meals. That's not going to happen anymore. They do eat vegetables here, but I don't know how to describe it. It's like, fermented or it's made into banchan, which is like side dishes. Um, yeah, be prepared for that. Anything that's Western is going to be more expensive probably than it normally would be. And they have their own twist on everything from pasta to pizza, um, to salads. Just don't expect what you expect at home. I feel like this goes without saying, but you would be surprised how many people come over here and think that expect what, the same type of shit they would get at home. Uh, what else? What else? I'm trying to think. I don't know what your ethnicity is or whatever, but, um, if you're a sister or you got some, or you're someone with curly, curly hair, bring your own products with you. You will be able to also get your products here. Um, what else? I don't know what else to say. What other tips would you give personally? Yeah, I mean, everything else is on YouTube. Everything else is on YouTube. But um, I would just say come here with an open mind. Um, with your expectations, uh, you know, um, don't have extremely high expectations. Just be present. Just come here and be present and just experience it. Because Korea is a very beautiful country, rich culture, and everyone has their own experiences. So you're going to just have your own. Don't try to take other people's experiences and base that off of what you think you'll, your experience will be like. Just don't do that because you might be setting yourself up for like disappointment. And uh, please, 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 if you're, I'm, I'm assuming, yeah, you said Jay, I don't know. I don't know what your gender is, but Whatever your gender is, don't get crazy over these Korean boys because ain't nothing special. I just don't understand it. Why there's like some people that come here and lose their fucking minds when it comes to like dating here. There's a lot of people that come here, especially there are some people. There's a lot of, well, look, we're starting to go down a whole rabbit hole. We won't have to touch on this subject in another episode, maybe in the future. But there's a whole bunch of personally fetish, fetishization that goes down here um, when it comes to, I feel like a lot of girls come in here and they have these ideas about these the Korean guys. Ain't nothing special, sis. And I'm not speaking from experience because I just have not dated or been involved, but just the stories I hear. And like, you know, I just kind of feel like uh, 
if you don't know what I'm talking about, join the um, expat women relationships group on Facebook. Search that and request to join and just read the stories and it'll it'll basically you'll see what I'm talking about. Men are men are men. Guys are guys are guys. Okay. Um, okay, next letter. Hi, Peachy. I enjoy smoking weed. Me too. My current roommate and I share and partake together occasionally. My roommate has a friend that when he comes over, he always has a comment to make about us smoking weed and the smoke. I don't know what his problem is, but he is annoying. And personally, I wish he would stop dropping by, but I feel like I can't say anything to my roommate. Should I say something to him and tell him to hit the door? Or should I speak to my roommate about this since it's her friend and they signed it? I just want to smoke in peace. I feel you. Uh, And I've been in a situation like this where I actually had to tell somebody to get gone. (laughs) Um, I would say... I would say first speak to your friend, speak or speak to your, excuse me. Well, I don't know if y'all are friend friends, but speak to your roommate. Um, since it's her friend, the only reason I say to do that first, speak to her first, because you have a right to say something because y'all are both living in this space. So I would say, speak to her, tell her your concerns you know, this person, cause I mean, that is kind of annoying, I guess. And I don't know why they have such a problem. They're so anti, I mean, there's plenty of people that are still anti-weed. I don't know where you are, what country you're living in. Um, say something to her first, talk about it because I feel like if you go along the route of next time y'all are over this per this friend is over hanging out and he makes a comment and you be like, well, you know, you don't have to be here. You can hit the door. You can fuck off. Like, I feel like if you go down that route, like, you know, you might, there might cause some issues with you and your roommate, especially if you, I don't know if this is something you've talked about before too. Like, I don't, you didn't really say, but if this is something that you've never discussed with your roommate and then out of the blue, you say that to your friend, I mean, I would be curious to see what your friend, if you, it says you and your, your friend smoke weed together occasionally. So, I mean, I would wonder if that would bother them too, unless y'all are, you're just smoking when he comes over. I don't know. I'm not kind of clear on everything that's going on here. Um, I would say talk to your friend and be like, hey, what's up with your friend? How come every time he comes over, it seems like he has a problem? Um, Like ask her what she, I would be curious to see what she thinks about it. Talk to her and then just say, hey, you know, I kind of feel like we both live here. And when your friend comes over and says that, maybe you could say something to him because it makes me feel uncomfortable um, every time I want to come and smoke and blah, blah, blah. So I would, I would put it to her first. And I mean, I would imagine that she would respond in a way that is like, hey, friend, you're making my roommate uncomfortable, blah, blah, blah. Or like, you know, just like do something like that. Or I don't know. I kind of feel like just do that. If your friend, I don't know how often this person's coming over either, because you can also talk about that. If it's like, you know, a thing where the person's coming over like every damn day, you definitely have to have, have, to have a conversation with your roommate. But if it's really something that you don't really feel like being bothered with any of the shit, I don't know if you have your own rooms to go to. I don't know if y'all are, are you smoking inside the house. I really don't know. But 
you can like just retreat to your own space, retreat to your room or just kind of like, you know, go outside and have a smoke and come back in. It sounds like y'all are smoking in the house. Maybe that's why they're making that comment, which I could kind of understand. I, I've never, like when I smoke, I personally, I don't like to smoke inside the house because, you know, they're, you know, weed does smell. Like, I'm going to be real, weed does smell. So I could, t- maybe that's why that per maybe y'all should think about, maybe that's why they're making that comment. I didn't think about that, you know? So yeah, I hope that helps. Because, yeah, we all just want to smoke weed in peace. I know I can't smoke weed right now because Korea is tripping. But um, I can't wait to smoke in peace. So, yeah, that's it for Ask Peachy. Like I said before, guys, send your letters in to Ask Peachy Pod. And, um, yeah, going to have some fun here on the show talking about people's shit. <laughs> um, all right. Let's go for the final word. All right. So we're going to end this quick. This is a quick one this week. It's just me, y'all just me. Um, we're going to end with the final word and that is don't wear out your welcome. That's pretty much what this whole show is about. Whether you're staying at a hostel or you are staying with uh, a friend, um, don't be inconsiderate. The definition of it being inconsiderate is being thoughtless in a way that causes um, other people discomfort or harm. I'm kind of paraphrasing, but that's essentially what um, the definition is. And you know, you there are ways of being inconsiderate that are um, conscious and unconscious. You know, um, nobody wants to be. It's just uncomfortable for everybody around. Okay, when you wear your welcome out, because you put your friend in a position that they don't want to be in, and now things are awkward and uncomfortable, and now things are awkward and uncomfortable for you. It's just not fun. So, like you know that it's an old saying, but it it it's true. Don't wear out your welcome, okay? Because um, we're trying to have a good time this holiday season, and I don't want to be in a position where I'm like, well, damn, I now know that this person I can't live with you. You can't ever stay with me again. Or it can get to the point where it's so bad where it's like, um, yeah, this person, I ain't fucking with them no more. Cause that shit can happen. That shit's real. And it's really sad because it's like, how did we get here? Um, yeah, that's it. It's a quick little word this week. Um, and, uh, I want to also, I didn't really do a put in my peeps one segment like I've done since we're doing this Ask Peachy segment now. But um, for those who are um, looking for places to stay, free accommodation. Uh, everyone knows about couch surfing. And just for those who don't know, couch surfing, it's pretty much like, you know, a place where you could stay with people um, for free or meet up with people for free. But um, there's also work packers um, where you can do in exchange of work in hostels and 
guest houses in exchange for free accommodation. If you're not aware of that, just remember, you know, to do your diligence to be considerate. Okay. Um, and we're coming up close. Christmas is almost here. I think we got one more, one or two more episodes, two more episodes, and then we're going to be going into a mid season break for a couple of weeks over here on Nomad Peeps. Cause your girl trying to go in to the new year, setting her intentional, setting her intentions. You know, we're focusing on 2020, the year of clear sight you know, focused, moving in an intentional way, making the manifestation. Sorry, I'm just talking shit, but basically all that stuff. I want to go in um, kind of refreshed, bringing even more awesome episodes, bringing you even more um, amazing guests and, you know, creating content that's purposeful, that's useful to everyone from the podcast to YouTube and everything in between. So I'm going to leave it here with everyone until next week. I hope this episode was entertaining as well as useful. And I mean it. Send this episode. Send the link. It's on Google. It's on Apple. It's on Spotify. Y'all can peep this on nomadpeeps.com, the the, uh, episode. Send this to all your trife boy and trife girl friends. Help them get their profile straight and get them right for the new year. And um, yeah, that's it, y'all. I hope everyone is having a great holiday season. And as always, be happy, be healthy, be well, and I'll see y'all next week. Bye.